is Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody. Welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. We're sitting around here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. I'm John Denman. DJ Muskratch is a producer. And, you know, like we do every week, sit around here at the pub. Drink a lot of good beer, hang out with a bunch of great people, and this, uh, actually, let's get to the sponsor. This episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by Eight Wonder Breweries, their Procrastinator Session IPA, and I mean, this is just like a just low ABV, very crushable IPA. Uh, you can find it in cans, you can find it on drought all over town, and you know, it's one of those things that, you want to drink some? I've had it before at my uh, buddy's birthday party. It was good. I liked it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, with the name like Procrastinator, it's like, yeah, I'll drink that later. But don't wait too long because it's only going to be in the market for a short time. So get some Procrastinator. It is delicious. And yeah, drink some of that IPA. So tonight's show. Tonight's show, uh, actually, I'm drinking some of this right now from Saloon Door Brewing. Josh and Alex are hanging out. Uh, you guys, welcome to Drink of Ages. Thanks yeah. for having us. Cheers, man. Thanks. Uh, man, it's been it's been a little while since you guys have been on the show. A lot of things have happened down south, down 45 south. Uh, what is that, NASA? And what, what little town is that? Webster. Webster. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yep. That's right. Yeah, down there in Webster. You guys have gone through a lot over the last uh, last time you were on, man. You guys are making a whole lot of beer. Oh yeah, getting we've, out of more we've places. Done a lot of things. Uh, we've we've cycled through a bunch of seasonal IPAs. We've we've made those kind of a kind of our project over the last while. <laughs> yeah, just having trying to trying to. It's actually it's it's getting harder and harder to do uh, uh, like new things though because we're starting to find that demand for some of our core beers are you know taking away from the creativity. But we still try to make something new every chance we get with the system you guys have it's not a very big brew house no so yeah it's like okay we have to keep the core beers out there because that's what people are looking for but then you know hey let's do something creative like all right let's schedule that in and like six weeks from now exactly we'll be able to get this out to the market that's exactly where we're at it's frustrating because i'd rather uh be creative more often Uh, and we'll, we'll get there again but i mean it's a good problem to have uh you know, re, you know, needing to make lots of beer that people want, and uh, it's a trade-off. You know, the more demand you have, the less time you have for creativity, and, and for a while, and then you just try to figure out how to figure fix that problem. I'm sure it's one of those very interesting things that all the breweries go through because, I mean, when you write out the business business plan, it's like, okay, we're gonna have these core beers, we're gonna do these things, I mean, this is, and then we're gonna get creative and all that. 
And as time goes on, then you realize, you're like, oh, wait, we need to make more core beers. We're going to push that creative. Uh, uh, hold on, note, we can't make those creative ones yet. We're going to. Uh, but then you, but then every once in a while, you sneak in some. I mean, we yeah. did the one with Bill, I mean, the Andromeda. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a great IPA. It was a hit, man. It was a really good IPA. Uh, the only reason why we hadn't made it again is because it was his beer, and, and he and made it. Now he's yeah. making it. And that's fine with me. Yes. Uh, but it was cool because, uh, you know, we, we learned together. We learned some things about our system and how we can make IPAs and then I think he got some things out of it too and yeah it was a good project to test out some new techniques we really did uh, and so we applied those techniques uh, to what, other beers what was you know? different uh, than how you guys were brewing that Bill brought to the table well yeah I mean I'll, yeah, you, I'll let Alex take that yeah he uh, the the one of the most major changes that his recipe had versus what we had been typically doing was uh, dropping the temp on our whirlpool and getting some some more distinct flavors in the uh, in those late edition hops, and not boiling off so many of them. Yeah, we we uh, we had been doing uh, like a flame out, uh, but just dropping the hops in and all at once. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, still hot. Get a little bit more bitterness, a little bit maybe you can still get a lot of flavor. Uh, yeah. But but what we learned from Andromeda and, and and Bill and what he wanted to do, and he was like, "This is what I do," and we were like, "Hey, we never thought about doing that. Let's try our best to match his recipe." Uh, I, I think what we realized is we got more flavor, and we've since even changed our technique further by like layering those additions. So not not just dropping them all in at once, but turning the flame out, dropping the temperature, and then dropping hops in at different times. Yeah, similar to some other breweries have been doing this for a while, and I really like the results. I think uh, I mean there's always so much you're going to get out of it, but you get more you get more hop flavor. I think with um. With all your beers you make, I mean, there's you only have a couple IPAs that you you have there. I mean, we have right now the uh, Taste AF. That, yeah. that that beer just that's like silky gold. Oh, yeah. it's, it's peanut butter goodness is what it is. That was the novelty beer that blew up, and uh, it's funny because we're not really even even. Consp- I don't think many people think about IPAs when they think of Saloon Door. And yeah, we're uh, the, we, I think we do we're pretty the peanut good butter one. chocolate stout guys. But, uh, we're the dessert beer guys. We're the peanut butter chocolate stout guys. We even have a ridiculous AF that's a peanut butter chocolate Russian that's twelve percent. That's the big brother to that. I wanted to bring some, but I was afraid to. But yeah, I mean, you've had it, John. I mean, yeah, our first definitely like, have had it. It's boozy like peanut butter chocolate fudge. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, our first anniversary, we made that Russian. Then for our second anniversary that we just celebrated, we made the Russian again. We made it a little bit bigger. We did a whole bunch yeah, of flavors on that one. We did a s'mores version, but I feel like yeah. that peanut butter chocolate Russian is probably one of the best, like really big dark beers we've ever done. I loved it. Uh, we were testing the market with it. it seemed to do really well. Uh, we're, we're well enough to where like we're trying to keep that around. Uh, I'd I'd love to package it one day. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, you can definitely package some nitro cans, but I think it no, be this, a whole this is CO2. different beer. Like this is, I know, but uh, CO2 I don't want to even try to package nitro stuff. Yeah. That scares the heck out of me. Yeah, that's I, what I'm I don't even want to do that. Um, you I put don't. a little widget in there, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you crack it open, yeah. and shoot some nitrogen in. I mean, it, the technology is there. You got any widgets yeah. for sale? Uh, we'll talk about this after the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see what's going on. Uh, I mean, willing to buy. But my, one of my favorite styles to brew is, is the IPA. Um, as a home brewer, I always love to do it. And so uh, I think we get very, I think we get most creative sometimes trying to make this. I feel like the IPA is the chase for the brewer. 
You're always chasing the most hop forward. It's like you're chasing perfection. You want to make a better IPA every time you make one. I, you're I never going to get there. It's I mean, the bar that keeps raising. IPAs keeps are definitely trying. the most They're hard to do. Drink I, I, they, of any beer styles in America right now. Oh, you're yeah. never happy with them. Well, because there's there's just a huge spectrum of them. Like like there's there's the whole spectrum of beer and then there's the whole spectrum of just IPAs because of all the crazy variety of hops that they've come out with nowadays, you get so many different kinds of flavors out of them. Actually, and then, yeah. You're and then right. the, like there's there's even like different variations on the style itself, whether you're gonna go traditional or West Coast or New England now and like all sorts of crazy there's stuff. There's so many different ver- there's like literally spectrums within the spectrum of IPAs now. Like there's like that spectrum of IPAs now has like like it's like galaxies and you know, like solar systems now. <laughs> it's like okay, the galaxy of IPA now has five different solar systems. Zoom in. But the funny thing about it is, as many people that are unhappy with an IPA, like, that's how brewers feel about their IPAs. Like, you'll make an IPA, and there'll be people love it, and the people hate it, and the, the brewers, they're, they're not happy with it either. That's why they, we keep making them, because we're never happy. We just want to keep going. I mean, let's look at some of our favorite IPAs that have lasted, like, a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, Stone IPA mm-hmm. is yeah. one. Delicious West Coast IPA. Yeah. Uh, 60 Minute from Dogfish. You yeah. Know what I mean? Two yeah. different styles of an IPA that have stood the test of time. Oh, yep. yeah. They have. They have definitely. And then now, now all of a sudden, uh, the whole New England IPA and... Flipped everything upside down. Flipped everything. Yeah. It's like, let's, how, how, much, how many hops can we dry hop with? It's like a, yeah. it's like a market disruptor. It is. <laughs> well, it definitely The Amazon changed. of IPAs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Those are the the <laughs> fastest selling beers that we've ever put on. Yeah, ours yes. too. Like yeah. we made, we finally made one. It took us forever because I I didn't want to screw it up. How how many pounds can you throw Jeez. per barrel without adding any IBUs? Eight. I think that's eight, eight pounds. Yeah. <laughs> is, is a, yeah, it seems the, to be right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're drinking right now is a New England style that you guys made. It's, it's our it's our take on it. It's different. I um I think everybody has a different take on the New England. Uh, ours is borderline. Maybe pushing the envelope on the bitterness. Uh, uh, when this was fresh, I, f- I mean, it, it. We actually, I actually, not the IBUs matter with the style. They, they don't. But I just had to know, and we we got like 62, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. It doesn't drink like that. But um, I actually did a 60 minute a bittering edition. I wanted it to be more bitter than what you're you're getting out of Houston on purpose. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's four weeks old now, and and it. That bitterness is laid out. It's it's gone away, and uh, but I like that because uh, I feel like fresh. It was different. I feel like later it started drinking more like the the classic, the the less bitter, and then the shelf life on these beers is like it's like a radioactive isotope. It falls it, off. It literally really like has like yeah. a three day shelf life. Like like three every three days is half as good as it was. Like every yeah. like two weeks, you're like, dang, I should have drank it all yesterday. But I mean that's okay. It, it, the point is, you drink it fresh. You drink that's, it there's fresh. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's the best kind of beer for a brewer to make because if it sells FS, you know, then you, you get to make keep, more. You get to make more. more. Yep. Yes. Not but, a bad uh, This is the fastest selling. Like ours, it ended up being a huge hit. It was the fastest selling beer we've ever made. Yeah. Um, so where I guess we finally decided to jump on the train. I'm gonna yep. finish this one real quick, and we're gonna get another one. <laughs> and when we get back, we're sitting around Drink of Ages Pub talking to Saloon Door. Drink of Ages, be right back. 
Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out cashbranding.com. Josh and Alex from Saloon Door Brewing down there in Webster. And, man, drinking this. Man, you guys made a very nice New England IPA. Thanks, man. Yeah, this is actually our uh, our entry into the Daisy Chain. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. the whole Daisy Chain was uh, Southern Star uh, brewed a beer with the yeast, and it was passed on to all the different breweries, and each yeah. brewery was able to brew another beer using the same yeast the same yeast strain. Yeah. And this went like fourth, fifth generation? Yeah, yeah this man, went quite a was, ways. It was challenging. Like, we were supposed to get in sooner. Um, they approached us. Our schedule didn't allow it. I didn't think we were going to get to participate. We actually had to bow out. Yeah, we, 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 we bowed out of the first offer, but then we were we were sitting around one day, and uh, Eighth Wonder came over and was hanging out, and we, were talk- we got to talking about the... Uh, the daisy chain and they were like man why, why aren't you in on that it's like we we didn't have the the hole in the schedule to do it it's like well we got a pitch for you if you want one it's like yeah we do yeah <laughs> it just so happened they were like how about this date this week and i'm like that is exactly the week we have available so it was like fate so i was like oh, all right we get a shot at it being at the tail end I, I i i talked to southern star i talked to sam i was like hey can we still do this he's like man go for it you know like have fun with yeah. it that's great. Uh, so we're like, well, let's just do the New England. Yeah. That's what everybody's burning up about, and we can like take this yeast and just abuse it. You know, like dry hop it during fermentation. All the things you do, that, because of that that we're that, at the end. At literally, this, point, this, this yeast going, isn't going yeah, anywhere. We're gonna use half the it's yeast. It's a dead end yeast. Like we're gonna destroy yes. this thing yes. and make a great beer or try to. And I was ready. I, I'd been studying the style for months, and uh, Alex and I had talked about it. And uh, I'll be honest, like. I looked at uh, Wellworks, uh, the juicy bits. I was looking at their 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 techniques. I was talking to a lot of people. I finally felt comfortable. The water chemistry was something I wasn't sure about. I finally took a shot at that. There's some techniques we wanted to round out. We just finally went for it, and it turned out. I think it turned out really well. It's one of those styles that, yeah, when it, when 
people in Houston were first introduced to it, everybody's like, oh, it tastes like flour. They're putting flour in it. And, and all these different things, it's just like, no, man, these are, those are bad. That's not how this beer is made. I mean, this is actually yeah. like there's a science project going on in this beer and to get it to be exactly what it is. And, man, you guys know this one's really good. I mean, the, the haze on ours is definitely not as much as some versions of the style. No, it doesn't look I, like paint. <laughs> I don't understand all that yet, uh, but I just did it the way uh, we we did our own version of it, and I think it tastes pretty good. Yeah, we, we took a shot at it. It blew up, and uh, we're actually we're making another one on Saturday, and then we're gonna make another one after that. Like a couple weeks later, <laughs> so we're, I, I mean, make we, another one after we, that. We got that bug. It's it's like yes. biting us. Uh, so the next one uh, we're gonna it's uh, we already got names for all these. Uh, we're going with a whole like so Daisy if you do uh, I have to give Channing credit from Noby he, he's like you gotta go with a saloon saloon style like a Daisy if you do oh yeah it's Tombstone okay yeah yep. that makes sense uh, movie reference great movie reference and it's a Daisy chain so it made perfect sense so now mm-hmm. like, like there's another line from that movie jerk that pistol that's gonna be the next one and then uh, Jason's wanted to do uh, Doc Hoppaday <laughs> Yeah, he, like forever. He's, he's wanted and to I've name never, that like, beer I was since like, we I, I kept telling him no, 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 and I'm like, you know what? Okay, fine, we're gonna do that. This so is the that'll one. be the third one. New England three. So we're gonna do a a, a three uh, New England, uh, and we had this like thing. Big Alex, Alex came up reference. with this idea. He's like, he's like, we could go, we could go Monty Python on it too. The quest for the Holy Grail. <laughs> and uh, that that that's a different thing. But we we went with the tombstone because that's, that's mean, yeah. but. Honestly, back to, uh, the nights you say Nipa, you know, there's yeah. there's something to that, man. We're just, yeah. we're always looking for the, the 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 Holy Grail beer, you know, like that's what we're looking for. How about so. this movie reference? Do you see the size of that chicken? <laughs> what about that one? <laughs> What's that one from? Come on, uh, young, guns. young guns. Yes, Good that's old. a great one, dude. Yep, that should yeah. be that's just uh, that's name a beer after that. And, I love uh, it when he uh, he went to grab his gun and just threw it up in the air. It was like, <laughs> yeah. huh? You <laughs> see you the size of that chicken? chicken? <laughs> that peyote, man, that's a mighty powerful drug. Yeah, that's that's coming. I mean, we already got hemp in the beer. Why not? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, we just. <laughs> yeah, man, good times out in the desert. Peyote parallel. Peyote parallel. Yeah. Uh, Josh and Alex from Saloon Door Brewing. We're all hanging out here at Drinking Bages Pub. Hope everybody was drinking some good beers out tonight. Yeah, definitely don't be driving around drinking some good beers, but yeah, stop over here at Drink of Ages and have some pints with us. Uh, and then, yeah, the IPAs. IPAs are, are one of those things that, like we were talking about in the first segment, I mean, it's one spectrum to the other. I mean, it's super dry, super juicy. Uh, hazy, to super clear. I mean, it's all over the place right now, and I feel like that um, that it's still no matter what, it's still going to be a style that people, for some reason, I don't know what it is about their taste that they want that bitterness. Or I mean, it's just a style that's not going to go away. Oh yeah, no matter which variation you're looking but for. The, the IPA almost by definition is a beer style that is just packed with flavor. And it's whatever flavor you want to put in it because of so many different options you have of either your grain choices or your hop choices or even your yeast choices and your water chemistry. Like, everything you do can just make that beer a different one. That's true. I mean, honestly, like, I never got into spicy food, but once I did, I couldn't stop. I feel like bitterness is another thing where you trick your brain 
And once you like bitterness, then you like you crave that. But then these new styles that are less bitter, they have the hop flavors. That's a different thing, and it's a different kind of a flavor. And you just can't like lose. Like I love West Coast. I like East Coast. I mean, I like hops. I like everything hops have to offer. I'm not going to knock either side. You just give me a good tasting beer, I'm going to drink it. And IPAs, there's literally thousands of options. Right now, I mean, for sure. I mean, right now, I think we probably carry 40% IPAs on our top wall. There's a reason for it. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely I mean, a reason for it. Just, it speaks for itself. People, that's what they want. So what do you think about the this whole new triple IPA? I mean, the triple IPA has been around for a little while, you know, but now all of a sudden they're making this big resurgence. Of like, oh, man, we're going to go over 10 percent yeah ipa i think what we did was we screwed up and made our double gut shot at not like 9.6 i think we should have made that less because it's like (laughs) damn near a triple ipa so it is when when jason approached me with that he's like look we need to make a triple ipa i was like our double guts almost that wow we screwed up i we'd have to make a 12 percent ipa just to like make that the triple for us like we i don't know if we'll do it uh I don't know. It's a bit much for me. I've had some. They're really that's good, a, but I can only have like that, one. That's a really, really big beer, and like, like I, I love like when like the the West Coast version of that, where they're nice and dry, and yeah. like it's it's clean and it's crisp. Like those are good, but man, you cannot have a lot of it because it'll just put you away. Now what? the. Uh, the, the the thing that I'm really interested in now is these uh these brute IPAs that are coming out the brute IPAs yeah those uh, coming out of California Wait, you can't really crush triples because if you do you'll you'll become <laughs> destroyed yeah you'll be, you will get just... crushed and I've crushed them and found out that I chose poorly it's a long walk to I better the be at, I better be at yeah. home I better be at home if I'm doing that so yes. like the triples like take it home drink it at home for me or, or Uber. But the, these brewed IPAs are interesting. I've never really had any. I keep hearing about them, but yeah, they're like they're supposedly a little bit more approachable, yeah, um, more sessionable at least. Well, uh, an IPA as dry as a saison has my name all over it. Yeah, <laughs> that, I is, like that. that is what I want. Make it juicy and dry. I don't know how you. It's like that's like that pie crust. It's like flaky and what what those two things that don't exist together. <laughs> flaky and moist. Yeah, moist. Like <laughs> that, that, that sounds like it's not possible. So like, let me. Try, I want to try to make this all of a sudden. But I don't Flaky know. Flaky and moist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we had to describe several things. Yeah. <laughs> like is it is it possible to do this in real life? But uh, yeah, that one that one I was reading up on it, and it's it's going to be a new style that you'll see around. Yeah, I mean West Coast killing it right now apparently. Yep. And you know I mean some people some breweries are using like champagne yeast to dry it out, oh, and then yeah. overly hopping. Uh, after the boil, like dry yeah. hopping, with yeah. and just drying it out completely. We're using an like, enzyme to yeah. just get it down to like, like crazy, crazy low gravity, super dry, like champagne, and then carbonating it really high. You know, making it super bubbly. You yeah. got to be careful because your your bitterness can can even at low IBUs can be really intense. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an art. I feel like the whole nation's just doing this wave. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're gonna do this, and then we're just all gonna try it out. And I'm, I'm excited that there's places in the area that are starting to make them. Like, uh, like eat, uh, the the first one that I heard of was when we went down to Beerfoot that one day and uh, had a field trip. Went and hung out with Donovan, and uh, he he came to us and he was like, "Hey, man, I want to like make something together." And so we're like, "Cool, yeah, let's make something." Yeah. And he uh he he threw over this recipe to us, and we we're like, "Brewed IPA, awesome." Yeah, let's let's work that that that. All right, cool. 
made that beer. Like, I still haven't had it yet. I need to go over there and try yeah, it. Yeah, I got to give Alex credit, though. He came up with a good name. What was it called? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we're... So, the... The, we, we talked to, down in Galveston on the seawall. Yeah, yeah. right there. We, yeah. we we talked to we talked to Donovan about that one, and it's like he's like, yeah, like you know, th- this is gonna be like a pilot, and then we'll go over on our big system, and we'll make another one. And uh, we we were talking about throwing throwing together the original hop combination from our very first summer IPA, and it'll be a uh, it'll be so, the summer IPA rebrewed. So yeah, we'll call it rebrewed. <laughs> but he, he came up the brute re-brute. force initially, which was a good name. Yes. But like I, I like our summer IPA uh, hop profile, which is different than the one they did at Beerfoot. We're gonna talk to Donovan about that. But like I like summer IPA rebrewed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we always like to have fun with it, but yeah. uh, because that that very first summer IPA recipe was killer. It was Nelson Motueka and Centennial. It was yeah. really fruity. Oh, I think man. a dry, fruity, not too bitter, sessionable IPA that would. I mean, I, that could be pretty fun. I don't know. Uh, this is another style that I'm a little bit nervous about, but I don't think I can research it for six months. We're just gonna just gonna just, just gonna jump in. Every once in a while, you just have to jump in. You just gotta yeah. jump in. Yeah, I don't really know. Ten barrels, you you know, like, that's a lot, yeah. but hey. All right, let's take a quick break because, uh, man, everybody's out of beer. So yeah, we need more beer. Get some more beers, and when we get back, we'll talk more with Saloon Door. Drink of ages. Be right back. Tap is killing it with their IPAs. Heavy Hands, Justin, Houston Haze, Draped Up, all have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. 6.5% nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. This is Thomas Keel over at Drink of Ages Pub. I'm representing No Label Brewing Company. That's right, No Label Brewing Company. We're out in Katy. We're talking to you about some fun beers that we make. One of those beers is Squeeze and Twist Session IPA. It's coming in at 4.4%. That beer is crushable, delectable, tasteable. Fantastic beer. You're going to get a lot of nice fruit notes coming up up front with some pininess kind of woven in between. Get that beer right now at a retailer, at Drink of Ages Pub, or any place that you like to get delicious craft beers. Can you feel the fire? Can you feel the fire? 
are back. Dream of Ages radio show. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskrat, the producer. We're sitting here hanging out at Dream of Ages Pub, 1005 Wild Drive with Josh and Alex from Saloon Door Brewing Company. And, man, hey, one thing, DJ Muskrat, the producer, as, yeah, the show goes on and all you hear is all this great baby-making music throughout the whole show. And, man, if you want to hear more of that, on July 19th, we'll be back over at Rudyard's. Actually, I'm not I'm going to miss that one, DJ Muskratch. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. But Muskratch will be there spinning nothing but the, the, the best, the most funkiest vinyl that you can come across. If you can't, I dare anybody to sit in their chair the whole time. Because if you are, then, you know, just leave. Because if you don't dance and make babies, you're not living life right. Maybe they are making babies. It's a good point, Muskrat. Good point. July 19th over at Rudyard's, one of my, I mean, it is my favorite bar in Houston. Just down the street from the pub here at Drink of Ages. Ah, man. July 19th. Come join Muskrat. I will be on vacation that week, and uh, I'm heading to Kauai. I'm going back to Hawaii, and, yeah, just to, I, this time I'm going to surf. This time I'm going to surf. Last time we were in Maui. Which was an amazing, amazing trip. Uh, and I woke up every day at like 4.30 a.m. because it's a five-hour difference. And I was like, man, why can't... If I could wake up at 4.35 a.m. and go to bed by 9 like I did in Hawaii here, I'd be so much more productive, right? But the problem was I woke up at 4.30 there and then finally get moving around and all that. By 9 o'clock, I'd already drank like 25 beers. So it's like, all right, I'm just done. <laughs> so it didn't really... Yeah, ideally it works out great, but I, I, it didn't quite pan over the way I hoped when I got back. I'm like, you know what, Kelly? I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, you know, I'm going to wake up at 5.30 in the morning, and I'm going to really just get all this stuff done every day, and we're going to go to bed early. And that It never... sounds like you woke up at 4.30 and went fishing. <laughs> I <Yeah>. wish. Yeah. <laughs> I probably went to bed at 4.30 is the, is the bad part. You've just been living on Hawaii time all the time without being in Hawaii. <laughs> I think that's not a bad way to go, to be honest with you. Uh yeah, so we're 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 flying back, and um, did you get to check any of the breweries out? We we actually did a show over at Cahola Brewery nice. and, while we were in Maui, and I am not sure if there's actually a brewery in Kauai. There might not be. Yeah, I think there's a couple in Hawaii. In Maui, we went to Maui Brewing Company, yeah. which was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're and the legit. owner of that was supposed to be on the show. He was supposed to meet us. That would have been cool, man. For that one over at Kahola, because they're buddies. Because Kahola Brewery. Now you can listen to all this on iTunes or DrinkingAgents.com. You know all the old shows. When we did a show from Kahola, that's where Maui Brewery started. Was at their brewery, mm-hmm. and then they moved to their brand new, beautiful, all solar plant panels everywhere. Yeah, nice. absolutely amazing place. And so we went to Kahola, hung out there, and man, uh, yeah, did a show. Cool, yeah. man. That's awesome. Yes, I so, love that. I don't know. I guess I probably should look into this trip coming up. Zip. But maybe I, you need to buy some land or something. Not land, but maybe a little spot. Just get a little spot out there in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you can even own land because you got to be a local, but oh, man. you can buy a house. I don't know. It's all American at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like I'm trying to go down to Costa Rica and buy a spot. It's true. So, so yeah, get down there. I wish I had a spot in Hawaii. It, it was absolutely an amazing place. Uh, I have a friend that we were supposed to move to Hawaii uh, together when before I was married... You know, just like barely late teenage, early 20s, 
we were supposed to move to Hawaii together. And at that time, that's when, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, it's like, I always go back to like, Kelly. Yeah, but it was one of those that was like, man, you know, should I see how this thing pans out or should I go to Maui? And I went, you know what? Maui will be there if this doesn't work out. And then 19 years later, I'm still married. <laughs> and then we finally went to Maui. <laughs> and you're going back. Yes, yeah, yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. Yep. Me going, going back, back to Maui. To That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kohola Brewery was pretty fantastic. And they're making beers that, I mean, are just perfect. I mean, we sat around and drank Pilsners. We drank light lagers. I mean, just this great, just easy drinking outside beach beers. And that's exactly what they want to make. And they were all phenomenal. Cool, man. So, uh, next year... Next year, when did we? When were we in Maui? What it was May. So the Maui Beer Fest happens in May, and so this next year we're going to put together. It, I, already now, it, it's it's uh, no label, platypus, spindle tap, and cyclers for sure. The four of us we're all going to ship beer out there to be part of the Maui Beer Fest. Cool, man. Nice. So that would be a good time to go and put that on your radar. Like to a get message tickets. in the bottle, huh? Yeah. Message in the bottle. Get Check out. your beer out there and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, it's a beer fest. That sounds fun. Yeah. In Maui. That sounds fun. Yeah, it is are not they, bad. Are they all going to get to go out there? I, I'm, That's the game plan, yeah. I mean, I, the only reason why I'd participate in something like that is because... I was gonna get to go to Maui. Well, Otherwise, I would, uh, I, I'm not working. Uh, I think the best the best plan at this point is to add <laughs> Saloon Door to that as yeah. well. And That'd be fun. I would love to yeah. do that. Yes, I'd like to do that. Can we do good that? Good to know. A good heads up. Oh, when, when's this happening? Next year? This time? May. May, May this year. May no, next that year. Was, uh, next year. Yeah. May happened already. So we we have a, a good while. Yeah. All right. Got nine, ten months. Good to know. To get ready for that. Yeah. Cool. And we'll figure out In how. In brewing time, that's not very much time. No, not at all. And we'll figure out how we'll get all the beer over there and participate and whatnot. That sounds like but a fun project. Yes. It's going to be a, a phenomenal beer fest where oh, yeah. it's like, man, we have like a local Houston, Texas area. It's a really cool idea. Brewery section. Yeah. In Maui. I like that. And, and Maui and May. Just. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the right idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that was a that was a hell of a trip, um, and happy to go back. But I don't think in Kauai, I have not seen any breweries at all on Kauai. It's a garden state, you know. There's there's more waterfalls, and it's I I, I don't sounds know. Sounds like it's so much paradise. It sounds that sounds beer horrible, isn't even right? Necessary. Yeah, beer is not even. Necessary. I think mai tais is a, <laughs> is what you do. That's yeah, okay. Here in Kauai, it's another so, all that. Yep, pretty fantastic. The further away you get from paradise, the more you need beer. <laughs> to remind you that there is a God. There, there's something. <laughs> That's a great pause, by the way, because we all are saluting our yeah. our beer right now. Now, so we're sitting over here at Drink of Ages Pub. Alex and John from Saloon Door down there in Webster. They're hanging out. Uh, man, let's talk about... Your, your brewery for a little bit because uh, you celebrate an anniversary not that long ago. Yep. End uh, of April. It was our, our two year and now we're in year three. Yeah. 
Everything working out exactly as planned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no hiccups at all, no ever. No hiccups. Uh, <laughs> just exactly how it was written out. Yeah, we, we, we tripled capacity uh, as planned. Yeah. Um, couldn't couldn't ask for a better, uh, you know, outcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Proper planning yep. uh, leads yep. to fantastic results. We have AC in the brewery like uh-huh. we, we planned for this year. Uh, we're not sweating anymore. Yeah. Instead of 110 degrees, it's a nice 70. Yeah, not bad. We actually managed yeah. to hire like a couple of robots to do all the work for us. Yeah. So we just kind of sit back. We just drink no beer sense. now. <laughs> the future we is here. We don't even make it. Like those uh, those brewery, uh, like those little beer systems you can buy at home now. You just add the dry ingredients and it just makes beer for you. That's that's. I mean, you're, by, you're, you're right there by NASA, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys have the best technology. Oh, yeah. True. No, like, I mean, like space they, age. Like, like they, they, they come over and they just like R&D stuff at our place. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that we'll be the first keg launched into a space station because we're, you know, so close. They yeah. actually could use some beer. I mean, honestly, yeah. I would love to launch a keg. Some of those Russians up are up there. there for like a year and a half. And we'll and launch yeah. them a Russian. You know there's they vodka could, up they, there. They could use a ridiculous or two. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily put an extra Russian on on their on their <laughs> space station. Yeah, whatever they want. Yeah, that'd be cool. Man, that whole area where you guys are—it's uh, fun. It's a really cool spot. It is really fun. So like, our trivia nights on Wednesdays, and we—I—I I didn't even realize it, but we were made aware that we were ranked fifth in the nation for trivia for Geeks Who Drink. They yeah. do our trivia. Like of highest score yeah. venue in the nation. Wow. Yeah. Number in- five. Individual location. So evidently we have a lot of yeah. smart people coming to our brewery like answering questions right. That's hey, crazy. I, That's crazy. I'm just curious uh, who's uh, who's below you guys. I mean, we're talking about NASA. I mean, yeah. This is the whole have... 50 states. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. like four places that are uh, above us. I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow, we're fifth? Like Webster, Texas? Fifth in the nation? Yeah. That's awesome. And everybody should be proud of that. So that's cool. I and mean, our Wednesdays have always been a, a huge success. So a lot of uh, folks really get into trivia and they have a, f- a fun time. And evidently they're really good at it, which is why they keep coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we... We're gonna be launching rockets into space at the Ellington. You know that's gonna happen. It's, it's, it's only a matter of time because it's it's gonna be a, it's a space spaceport. Port. It's yeah, only a matter of time. So why not? You know, we'll just take. Maybe one day we can just like launch beer into the into the space too. That'd yeah. be fun. I had, I was pretty excited when they came out with uh, the spaceport yeah, being right there, neat. and they designated. A spaceport. It's like, a cool right, theme, you know, man. That, yeah. that would be cool. It's, but I, I just can't wait. To see something actually launch into space. Be, that oh, yeah. That would be, be crazy. Bad. You know, and then the, the brew club is the Mastronauts. Uh, I joined it as soon as I got here. Just a lot of great people. I mean, you know, like, just really cool people. They just Yeah, Mastronauts is a, a great homebrew home club. Home club. Matter of fact, our next New England, a lot of Mastronauts participated in it. We had a contest, and we had uh, hey, make a New England, and... We'll have some people judge it, and we had some people from our like brewery and, and people from their club, and they did the best to show. And whoever won, we took the recipe and we we're gonna brew it. So our next New England is the jerk that pistol is gonna be a mastronaut recipe that we're scaling up. So it's a home brew recipe that we're scaling up, and then the the the, the Doc Hoppaday is gonna be our third in the series that we come up with. Yeah. But uh, I think it's fun that we're throwing in a home brewer recipe in there 
And it's actually, I, I looked it over and I was really excited about it because the, the, the guy who won, he, he did a good job. His, his name is Andrew. And he, he, he obviously won for a reason. So. Well, homebrewing is actually the best hobby it is. known to yeah. mankind. And there's some great places around Houston to actually start this hobby. Oh, yeah. Uh, look it up. And, man, if you're listening right now, if you ever want to make beer, go to the homebrew store and start making some because it, it is a wonderful, wonderful time. how we got started. Time. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk more about Saloon Door. Drink of Ages, bear back. My favorite place is to have a pint, eat some food, and enjoy the big deck. Platypus Brewing. Sean is joining me. And Sean, what makes Platypus special? Yeah, hi, John. Look, uh, Platypus Brewing, it's brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Our philosophy, quality, creativity, and passion. Look, uh, enjoy your handcrafted beers served with our extensive food menu. And uh, don't forget the great choice of Australian wines. Our tap room is open seven days a week. Besides your... uh Besides your core beers, what should people be drinking? Yeah, good question, John. Uh, look, we have a regular rotating seasonal menu. It includes our current Houston Hoppy Hooch Hazy IPA. We've got the uh, Ole Chit Mexican Lager, and uh, we can't forget the Mother Pucker Tangerine Berliner Weiss. Uh, topped off with our uh, trusty Bourbon Barrel Age Chain Rattler Imperial Stout. So look, a wide selection of handcrafted beers for all palates. Well, stop by Platypus Brewing on Washington Avenue, just a stone's throw from downtown, and man, enjoy some good pints and some great food.
are back on. And hey, one thing I do want to talk about is November 6th. If you like playing golf, then join us in our golf tournament benefiting Pines for Prostates November 6th over at Wildcat Golf Club. Phenomenal golf club. And uh, if you like if you like beer and you like playing golf, then you definitely need to join us for this tournament. So HoustonBrewerM.com, all proceeds go to Pines for Prostates. And hopefully it's not sold out because, uh, yeah, we're putting it out there for everybody at this point. So hell of a tournament, fourth year, we've done it. And I can only say that it's an experience that you should at least do maybe, not, what, four times? Yeah, this is four times. Yeah, so the four time. So it's, it's a good one. Uh, HoustonBrewerM.com. Log on, check it out, and sign up if there's spots available, and join us for a really kick-ass golf tournament full of delicious local Houston beers. Speaking of which, Saloon Door, hanging out, Alex and Josh. Uh, you guys going to be part of this tournament? It sounds like it's something we should be a part of. I think you should, yes. Uh I'm plotting out all the breweries right now. And so basically for this tournament, I try to go 16 breweries out there on the course. So at least two holes, it's like, no, you will drink water. (laughs) Or at least finish the beer you had before you got to this hole. And the rest of the holes is nothing but uh, uh, there's going to be a local brewery set up shop. Nice. Giving out some samples. Yeah. It's like a beer fest on a golf course. Yeah. Sounds like the way you should play golf. I, the last few times I played, it pretty much ended up that way. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was good times. So nice. HoustonBrewAm.com. I mean, for real, if it's not sold out, then get your ticket quick because last two years it sold out the first week. So Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, but we, we need to get some saloon door out there. I don't. Th- I feel like you guys were out there last year. Might have. Uh, I unfortunately don't keep in touch with all the different events. It's, it's hard to do all that. That's what front of house is for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what the people that's not animal. making the beers for. Yeah, they're the ones that are playing all those things. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to keep up with all that. It's it's a big moving animal. Yeah. Well, to have a brewery at this point. Yeah, I mean the first year you gotta like really. Focus on just, like, making beer and getting it out. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, we got to keep servicing certain accounts, and we have to make this beer for this account and make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. And then we have a tap room that people all of a sudden start showing up at. service, PR, marketing. It's Yeah, I mean, you're a brewery, you're you're basically a restaurant, a bar, and a distributor all in one. Yep. And it blows up quick. Yeah. Yeah, for you guys... uh, I mean, I've seen Saloon Door all over the place. Yeah. Yep. It's it's crazy. Um, and to give credit to, uh, you know, the rest of the folks, like Jason, Austin, some of the partners, you know, that distribution business side of it is really challenging. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep up with. It's hard to manage. You can continue to really challenge your brewery if it's not done right. And uh, we're, we're trying to do it the best we can. Yeah. Just trying to get as much exposure as possible. Uh, we love having people discover us and come all the way down South Houston, beyond Houston, 
and say, hey, man, wait, I wait, came wait. all the way from Pass North Houston. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we tried your beer. We wanted to yeah. see what else you had to offer. And we're like, oh, my gosh, y'all have a lot of other beer that we never even thought you had. And that just that's music to my ears. Yeah, I'm I've, like, wow, thank I've, you for coming all the way there. I've run into people from Cyprus. I've run into people from I mean, Spring. Like, I've run into people from all over the I place. I will say this. Hey, Cyprus is a long ways from Cyprus. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's just. But, I mean, but. You guys, anywhere around Houston, I mean, it's really not that far. We can be die- we can leave right now and be at your brewery in 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But it, what's cool is that, that getting that exposure, getting the beer out there helps get people to come come by. Yeah, it's good. And we really need those people to come by to check us out. We yeah, jo- Josh and I keep making beers, and we keep filling up a bunch of kegs, and then front of house keeps putting them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing their job. Every person that, every person that comes to visit us uh, helps us. Grow and and accomplish, you know, more than we thought we could do on our own. Uh, the last anniversary party I stopped in, and I mean, the place was packed. You know, anniversary party. Yeah. Uh, you had, I don't know, how many beers were on tap that day? I mean, it was- uh, so we have twenty-two unique taps on our wall, and I think we had twenty-four on tap that day. Yeah, we had we had we had <laughs> we, a- we, we hooked up a couple Jerry rig. Step uh, it up a notch. Like uh, like like we some didn't plan for it to be that some, way. Uh, it just some some out. festival taps in the walk-in cooler. <laughs> just so we were keep. extra creative, and we wanted to offer more than we could handle. And afterwards, we were like, "Oh, shoot, we made more beers than we have taps for. How do we figure this out?" And we, we thought outside the box. And we're like, you know, we'll just cherry rig some things up. But um, it worked out. It worked yeah. out. It, it, it's once a year, man. We're going to throw a party. Honestly, we just need to drill some more wall- holes in the wall yep. or something. <laughs> more taps. Like, dang it. You can never have enough taps. No. We thought that the number that we started with was enough. And we were wrong. It, well, only, it only took us really two years like, to outbrew it. We need like 40. <laughs> like, we won't always use 40, but taps. on the anniversary we will. Well, one of the things that you guys do that you don't see at other places, I mean, there's a whole menu of uh, combining beers. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your normal lineup of all these beers, and then you can go, oh, I want to mix this one and this one, and yeah. it creates this beer. Yeah, I mean, something you can't actually brew to get those flavors. Yeah. So yeah, I, we'll have, like, 20 different unique beers on tap, and then my sister came up with this, like, blend menu. Blend you, she calls it. And she'll she'll take those beers and make... 20 other different concoctions and what's really fun is like some of our loyal customers they actually will only drink some of the blends yeah they're like they love our beer but they love it blended and there's nothing wrong with that like the best thing about beer is it's a artistic creative expression of oneself and if you can take like different things and add them and 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 somebody likes it it's just like any museum you'll go to a museum and you'll like look at a bunch of art and you'll be like these three things do something for me, and the rest of it doesn't. But other people will get different things out of different things. It's like, you know, as long as someone can come into your place and get something out of that experience and they enjoy it, you did all right. You nah, can't please everybody with everything you got on the board, but if you can make somebody happy with something, you accomplished your mission. You yeah. Know, you did and, something right. And, and at the same time, if you didn't make someone happy, then you also accomplished you know, something. <laughs> it's like, hey, that guy's, that person's mad. That person came in, didn't that like happens. our beer. You're like, that happens all the time, man. Yep. yep. So, I mean, that's something it's else a, to be proud of. But what, what's really cool is with the blends, I feel like there's like 40, 50 different options. It's kind of cool to have uh, that many possibilities. It's hard to do that. I remember math class. Uh, there's there's a there's a formula for that. Yep. Yeah, I don't. Uh, 
I think something squared. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Factorial. The, the, the problem is variables get fuzzy when you start drinking. <laughs> and what variables are we talking about? It's yeah, like yeah, seven it's, factorial. Yeah. I'm it, you, it changes. It, it changes as the night goes on. Uh, saloon door, though, down in Webster. Uh, when is the tap room open? The tap room is open every single day. Weekdays we open up at 4, and we go to about 11 or so. 10 or 11. Yeah. Uh, Monday through Thursday. Yeah, Monday through Thursday. Fridays we open up at 2. Saturday, Sunday we open at noon. Uh, tomorrow, so about, which is 4th of July, um, we're going to be opening up at noon. And the, anytime we do the holiday stuff, we like to open up early, let people come in, get, get your crawlers, crawlers and, and all crawlers. that stuff. Maybe the weather will allow you to see some fireworks. Yeah. 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 The view's pretty Hope good. So. It's going to be pretty rainy. Yeah. Hell, you so know. just drink beer. Just the best best approach is to stop by the brewery because it is air-conditioned tap room. It is yeah. air-conditioned And tap you can sit back and enjoy a good time. Uh, stop by on your way down to Galveston or just, you know, make it down to the saloon door, turn on, come back. Go to NASA. Be an astronaut. I mean, there's all kind of options down there that uh, people in Houston don't take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I appreciate you guys coming and hanging out at the pub tonight, man. It's always a good time. I think last time you and I hung out, Josh, uh, was old 97s. Is that, was that correct? a great time, yes. It was a great time. Yeah. My wife was having a blast. I think I was. <laughs> you were. I feel no, like yeah, I was having yeah, a great time yeah, 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 at the old so 97s concert. Yeah. We need to do that again. Uh, let's see. Mighty Mighty Boston's Friday night. There you go. Make that happen. <laughs> yep. All right, no, but uh, appreciate you guys coming and hanging out, man. You keep making the excellent beers that you guys make, man. Yeah, thanks for having us over. Thanks. Appreciate you having us, John. For sure. Uh, listen to any of the old shows of Drink of Ages by going to drinkofages.com. You can find us on iTunes and other places on the web. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Eighth Wonder Breweries Procrastinator Session IPA. Get out there and try some of that, you know, for your little lazy days. And, you know, if you're a big enough procrastinator, just don't get it. Wait till tomorrow. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> they'll make that's, another batch. No, they'll make another one. Uh, <laughs> up until August, I think. Then they're not going to make it anymore. So get some Eighth Wonder Procrastinator. I want to thank everybody listening and listen to all the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. And so by Drink Bitch Pub. We'll talk to everybody next week.